0: Welcome to Freedom to Choose from Just As I Am Ministries, a nonprofit providing hope to those caught in the devastation of addiction or who are searching for a better way to live. In this series, The Life, you'll study the life of Jesus. Who is he? What is he really like? Does he care about me? Rich and Susan Collenberg are a husband and wife team who found freedom over two decades ago from their lives of drug addiction and alcoholism. They found biblical answers and now share their experience of freedom on Freedom to Choose. Hello,
1: everyone. My name is Rich Collenberg,
2: And my name is Susan Collenberg,
1: And we would like to welcome you once again to Freedom to Choose, and this is program number 51 in the series The Life, and it's titled From the Inside Out. And, Susan, before we get started, would you open with a word of prayer, please?
2: Yes. Our loving Father in heaven, we are grateful that we have another opportunity to come and speak about your goodness and uh, specifically on how you work from the inside out, that it's not always the exterior that that needs a change or or, um, that you work on first, but it's the heart. It's the heart that matters the most. And we pray right now that this program will help each one of us to examine and to come to you in order to have that change. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
1: Thank you, Susan. Mm -hmm. Uh, did you have? Did you want to mention a couple of things about Spotify? and oh, Google? Oh
2: yes, we have our um, we have some podcasts on Spotify and on Google Podcast. And so, if listeners want to go and um, go to those avenues, you just need to go and and search for Freedom to Choose, and our our programs are all up there. So that's exciting. And and our guy is working on um, Apple podcast next so yes. we're starting to try, try to get the message out and um it's a good way to be able to share and you know to be able to send somebody one of a copy of the podcast that you like so yeah
1: so we can you can get us with a podcast yeah, you can on go the... on our website and all the programs are also there mm-hmm. at www.justasiamministries.com mm-hmm. um and uh so anyway um i'm gonna ambush susan again Uh oh okay So, do we have a couple of new additions to the household
2: this week? We have, yes, two additions. Well, one this, well, I guess... One this
1: week and one last week or,
2: yeah. Yeah, somewhat, sort of. Yes, we do. So, what do we got? Oh, We have two baby donkeys that came, um, I think, uh, one on two weeks ago and the other one about five days ago.
1: Okay, so (laughs) let's talk about... We have what did we what did we name them? I can't even, I know we named one of them Eddie. What's that? What's little the Eddie little girl's And
2: then Elsa.
1: Elsa. Elsa. So, what's special about Eddie? Eddie, these are miniature donkeys, are miniature Mediterranean donkeys. miniatures. So, right. yeah, how big was Eddie when he was born?
2: Eddie was only 15 pounds when he was born. So, if you take that into context, we had a cat that weighed 21 pounds, and little Eddie was born, he only weighed 15 pounds. um... He has some some developmental issues. He as has far some,
1: as, yeah. He's got a little. He his couldn't. His
2: Mouth is kind of not formed correctly, so the bite doesn't meet, and so he's mechanically unable to nurse off of his mom.
1: So what do y'all have to
2: do? Um, I became his nursemaid, <laughs> and so every two hours, um, he's got to be fed, and so it was. It's been touch and go for. Boy, a good two since he was born, as to whether or not he was going to make it. He's had some, you know, some ups and downs. And I think we're on a a good trajectory right now. And he's eating well. And I'm, the feedings are about maybe every three hours, (laughs) three Uh hours and 15 minutes.
1: Oh, it's, yeah. So it's taken its toll. It's taken Um, its toll. But see, you you know, I just, I think about how we are on Mm -hmm. this planet, how the human condition is. And we're, we're, we're compromised. Right. We're we're, we're in this sinful... Um,
2: Dangerous. S- uh, we,
1: yeah, this selfish bent body that wants to do what it wants to do and wants to do it now. And the only way that we can um, get healed up is by the care, tender loving care of someone else. And this is where Eddie's at. <sighs> Eddie, Eddie needs... Almost 24-hour
2: tender-loving care. Tender, loving he's, care. He's, he's a doll, and there's he's very smart, so there's nothing wrong there. He just has kind of like a parrot mouth, so he's got a really bad overbite. Yeah. So mechanically, and, he can't suck. So it's he drinks from a bowl.
1: And so we don't know if he was a premium, and if he's right. going to develop a little more and pull out of it. We don't know, but he's needing <laughs> tender care.
2: All and, the time. <laughs> and, and he's
1: such a cool little guy and uh, but you know it just kind of reminds me that he wait, he waits for you to come and feed him and he's there and he's waiting and he's and it's just like us we, we you know cuz today's program is a, is from from the inside out and mm-hmm. you know what we feed on is what's going to grow us right and if we're constantly waiting to get fed by God and we're in close connection with him and we're, you know, because Eddie, he's there waiting for you, isn't he? He's, he's waiting. And, <laughs> and, you know,
2: the thing is, is it, it's interesting because, you you know, we were at, in the beginning milking the mom, mm-hmm. the mom miniature donkey, in order for him to have um, the natural um, milk from her. And then she wasn't producing anymore. So then we have goat's milk and— yeah. And and, 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 mare's milk and, and and some powdered mares milk and so we have this you know this concoction, this concoction of, you know. <laughs> that, we, that I mix and go out there and then the thing is is he wants to come with me you know oh, when sure. I leave and so um he he knows where his source of of yeah. nutrition is coming from
1: yeah and i don't know that i think sometimes the human condition forgets that right that we don't we, we grope and we grope for new sources of nutrition when The only nutrition that matters is that that comes from above. The only only thing, the real thing to feed on. And I think they had lost sight of that in Jesus. They definitely lost sight of that in Jesus' time because John the Baptist came, you see, and he was preaching. He had the good food. He had the good message. He had the true message, and he was preaching that the kingdom of heaven is at hand in Matthew 3, verse 2. But many of those that had rejected John also opposed Jesus, and then they accused John of failing. But Jesus had said, "The kingdom of God cometh not with outward show; neither shall they say, say, 'Lo, here,' or or 'Lo, there,' for behold, the kingdom of God is within you." See, Jesus was saying that the kingdom of God begins in the heart, and it's a heart change, and. It's all about God's love and God transforming us. And you, you want to see God's love? Look at an older couple take care of themselves as they get older. And we and you can look in the in the world and see the spirit of God moving. This is how God's love works, and it's a, it's it's the it's it's an inside job. Mm-hmm. Um, look at a mother taking care of her sick child. Look at Susan taking care of that donkey. This is what God is all about. You want to w- watch. Watch people go on missions or watch people go into the inner cities and watch them take care of people unselfishly for no reward other than to simply take care of other people and to minister them. You know, but you really want to see God's love. Watch confused individuals nail their creator to a cross and watch him let them. Then watch him forgive them. That's where you're going to see the kingdom of God. It begins in the heart and it unselfishly permeates the universe. And it's all of our duties to carry on in this fashion.
2: It's kind of like one of those design laws. Either you're a giver or you're uh, a taker, yeah. right? And those that take um, don't fit into... and They injure
1: themselves right. to the point where they lose the very capacity to love.
2: right? It's just a fascinating... Right. And so Rich and I, well, I don't know about Rich, but I definitely have a new... Um, uh, appreciation, admiration and um I'm like overwhelmed with a sense of of what parents go through when mm-hmm. they you know have a child that they brought into this life and it's that child is dependent upon the parent for its every need since we didn't never had children we never had children right and- this is like the first experience <laughs> I've ever had of another creature you know needing me to be there. To help him just to, to, to sustain his life. And I think that.
1: And you worry about every time, is he going to eat this time? Is he, he going to eat, eat this
2: enough? Time? And is he, you know, is he growing? Is well, he, you what know, What else do doing... we have to
1: do? Remember, we had to hang a sack of plasma on the gate and give him plasma the day after plasma. he was born. Right. You know, and then he had to come and get shots and then he had to get more shots. And right. it's just like, I mean,. It's been so you got to check, go. you got to
2: make sure all of his functions are working correctly. So, you know, I'm walking around in the field making sure that everything is coming out and going in correctly. And um, the thing is, is I think it's a really good um, kind of an object lesson for us and God's position in our life. God sustains us. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing, nothing that we can do on our own sustains our life.
1: We think, though, that once we get up and we move out of the house that we're self-sustaining. Right. You know, as children, as as babies and children, and we grow up and we're under somebody else's roof. But once we get out out from underneath that roof of that house, we're on our own, and, and we're making and, and it we're happen. Sustain, we're making it happen, and I don't know that we fully realize how much God is an invo- involved in protecting us, right, and sustaining, sustaining us, sustaining and us.
2: sustaining our environment, so that we yeah. can, you know, so that it's uh, applicable to what our species needs, and mm-hmm. and for every other species, yeah. So. Um, it's definitely given me appreciation for parenthood yeah. that i never pa- had before. And
1: just think about God, because not only does he have weak frail children but they're wayward they're in rebellion
2: and there's millions of
1: them and they yeah and there's millions, millions of people of us. <laughs> of us that people that know everything right and and God, you know when you know everything you can't be taught anything right and so this is what god's dealing with on you know on a massive scale mm-hmm. is this pride selfishness and fear issue in the human condition and um, like i say you want to see his love watch confused individuals nail him to a cross and watch him forgive them. Right. That is, in any effort he can make to say, look at I'm not here to harm you, I'm here to help you and, and change you. And,
2: but see, I think that as human beings, especially maybe if if we don't have a relationship or haven't started to have a relationship with God, we can get um, so, we're so far down the path where we think that we've done so wrong that... We get to the point where we're afraid to come to God because we've done so much damage that there's no way that He could possibly heal us. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. And and so like on that on the cross, even though they had nailed Jesus to the cross, He said, "Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do." So, um, I think that that's a message that, especially now in the world, that people need to hear is that God does forgive, God does heal in spite of every all the rotten stuff that we can do throughout our lives to ourselves and to other people that regardless God is capable of restoring individuals back into harmony with his love.
1: Yeah. That's yeah. that's the
2: whole that's the whole deal of this whole thing of why we're, we are where we are, right?
1: I, yeah, and I know if I think you know, sometimes I get in that boat. I get in the in the self-destruction rich did everything wrong mode. But if I can bring myself to bring that to God and just be as open as I can, mm-hmm. because he already knows it. It's not for him, it's for me. Right. Right. He already knows it. But if I can open up to him and 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 just say, look at, um, you know, I recognize these shortcomings. I recognize that sometimes I don't even want you in my life in regards to some of these shortcomings but i'm still inviting you in because i know that's the right thing. God understands.
2: Right. So so there are no secrets with God, right? There are none. And and there's no it seems like there's going to be no secrets in many different ways because you take a look at David and how his whole Decisions and disastrous decisions that he made throughout his life, and yet what God was able to do—to do with him, right—to get him turned around and to um, to be a man after God's own heart, even after you know making the bad and and deadly des- decisions that he had made. And so that you know, the Bible should give hope to all of us that, yeah. regardless of what our condition is, that is that you know, if we're alive, there should be hope.
1: Yeah. That's that's how God operates. Right. And, and that's, that's the
2: good news. Yeah. You know, the good news is that he can and will.
1: He'll change you. Absolutely. He, he's, but he's not going to do it against your will.
2: Right. He won't force you. He won't force. You have that's, to be a, a participating partner in this process. And
1: he died. He died for that very reason, for us to have freedom, to freedom to tell him no. Right. You know, and at what kind of, I mean, I can live the rest of eternity with a God like that. A God that died so that I could have the freedom to even reject him if I so choose. Right. You know, that's just fascinating to me. Right. And he, he allowed people to reject him, um, he, religious people to mm-hmm. reject him. So it's an amazing thing.
2: Right. So back to um, what was happening in Matthew 3-2, um, Jesus was talking to his disciples, and he said, the days will come when you shall, will desire to see the days of the Son of Man and you will not see it. He was telling them that they didn't realize how great a privilege they had. The days were coming when they will look back with a longing on the opportunities that they that they had been enjoying just to walk and to talk to the Son of God.
1: Yeah, because of their selfishness, even the disciples couldn't comprehend the spiritual glory that he wanted to show them. He wanted to show them this, this deep, love for humanity that he had and because of their pride in wanting to sit on this side of him and or whatever in the kingdom they at this point in time they couldn't comprehend what real
2: glory was right and it's so you know as it was in the days of of the disciples so it is today right, right. we don't understand so what is spiritual glory our understanding about spiritual glory is is the way that Jesus treated a prostitute with, with tender, loving care and ran off her enemies without even exposing their schemes and their sins. Right. Right? He, um, Spiritual glory is about touching lepers and people who are um, sick and mm-hmm. healing them and caring for the outcasts. Mm-hmm. Spiritual glory is, is talking and treating women with respect and giving them back their dignity and giving back people who are, who are deemed less than the ruling class, giving back their dignity as well.
1: You know, and I would like to talk a little bit about that, because the process when, when you and I went to NA and AA, there was a sense, for me at least, when I walked in and people— Came to me and introduced themselves, and I was I was welcome there, and it wasn't because I had a bag of dope in my pocket. I was welcome there because I was a human being, and they began to give me my dignity back, right? With by respecting me, and and and, and you know, do you need a ride here? Do you need this? Do you would you like to be coffee person? Would you like to you know? I mean, just you became somebody, not for the drugs that you had or
2: the reputation the, yeah or, or the or, guns
1: that you had whatever you actually be beca- you had value you got this sense of your dignity was coming back
2: well and I think that's where the system of a 12-step program if it's run correctly um that it it doesn't it does you're not just forgiven for the things you're done, you're actually transformed mm-hmm. those your your character is transformed into a different person. And so I, I believe that God works within those rooms sure. to um, work through people and through his principles to actually change people so they become new creatures in Christ. Right. Not just not just forgiven. And still have all these bad habits right. and
1: resentments. Right. You know, yeah, you, it, it's hard work to go through those programs, to go through them correctly, but they're total, totally biblical when they're done properly. Right. Teaching someone to let things go, let resentments go, let hatred go, let jealousy go, uh, let those things go that have been fueling you, but also killing you at the same time. Right.
2: And a lot of times we get phone calls and, and we have the question, you know, what do. What should I do? Where should I have my son or daughter or my brother, or my sister go to? And you know, the the facts of the matter is is that inside the rooms of A A and they have had some great success in helping people not just get clean and sober, but also change their lives yeah. and have that rest. We started there. Right. You and I it's, started it's there. It's a very powerful, um uh, very powerful tool that I believe that God blesses in order to um Help people get righted. You yeah, because you, when you're an addict, you're you're wrong. You don't, right? yeah, you're, yeah. Not,
1: you're set wrong, and you right. don't know what it means to be set right. Right. Um, and everything I know for me, that my dad nicknamed me 180. Once I got clean and sober and started, uh, you know, reading the Bible and going to church and going to some meetings and stuff, is because everything that you thought up until that point was 180 degrees off. Right. It was it was the most, most bizarre thing, but that's how it that's how it worked, and and so, yeah, the, our selfish desires are killing us, right? And they're they're probably the most seen and evident when when it, you you can visually see an addict wear his problems on his sleeve or an alcoholic, the the addiction to pride. And selfishness sometimes is a little bit more um, can be a little more camouflaged, if, if you will. Um, but a lot of us, a lot of us struggle in those areas. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, wanting to win the argument just for the sake of winning the argument. You know, truth can go out the window. I just don't want to be wrong in this argument. Mm-hmm. That's very dangerous. There's a, so there's a lot of things in the human condition that need work. And the root of the course of course is is our fear and our pride and our selfishness.
2: Absolutely. And I think it's in the book of James where um, uh, God's some of God's instruction is to examine yourself, you yeah. know, examine your thoughts and your motives and to see who you truly are deep down in your heart, because what is Jeremiah
1: seventeen nine? Yes. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Right. See, we're sick in need of a, of a physician is right. what it is you know and that's that's another that's a whole other angle you know the, the, you go to a physician when there's something wrong and the physician let's say you have a disease such as and I, I I just hope nobody has cancer but let's say you had a disease like cancer and you go to the physician the the physician doesn't hate the patient is not angry with the patient the physician, hates the disease, Mm -hmm. and the the physician is going to take vengeance out on the disease, and there is going to be collateral damage, and it's the same thing with us. We have a disease. We're infected with fear and selfishness, and the only way the great physician can heal that is there's going to be collateral damage. There's going to be pain. There's going to be hurt because once things are broken, there is no pain-free remedies, right? But God is not angry with you. Right. He's he's angry because you're infected with fear and selfishness, and that is the key. If we can just remember that, we've you know, I remember I had pneumonia once, Bronchi- bronchial man, it was ugly. The doctor wasn't angry with me, but he wanted to make sure that I took the Z pack, right? Because if I didn't take the Z pack, I would be dead. Uh huh. So I did what the doctor asked. I took the Z-Pack, and once again, the doctor wasn't angry with me for getting bronchitis or bronchial pneumonia or what he called, bacterial pneumonia. I'm sorry, he wasn't angry with me, but he definitely didn't like the disease. And right. it's the same thing with God. He has the the, the cure. The cure is, is for, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man open the door. And let me come in. I will come in. And so he's knocking at the door of the heart, and that is the cure for the disease: is to open it and let him in.
2: Mm-hmm. Right, because it's the heart that that um, needs to have the treatment. Right. Yeah, it's the heart. the it's a mind, heart The feelings, the the understanding. You know, that's kind of the how. Um, you know, you can look at things through a different lens now. You know, mm-hmm. once you see things in a different light, and it's mm-hmm. it's not so much about what's been done to us but um how how life is and so if you can put yourself in the position where everything isn't about you that you're not the center of the universe right Right. then you begin to understand that there's a bigger bigger thing going on beyond just our own perception of of the of life and life's wrongs and everything like that and then we can pull back and we can see that um, not only are we could we be our own worst enemies that there is an enemy out there trying to get us as well right
1: right yeah because and and so when we're focused in that spiritual hornet's nest if you will if we can just take ourselves out of the middle mm-hmm. and remember that battle is between Christ and Satan right and we're just stuck in the battle but we're stuck there but we don't have to put ourselves in the middle we can always let that's when you call on God. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Instead of trying to trying to battle ourselves, trying right. to take it all on our shoulders, even the smallest of problems. Sometimes, when we get a lot of problems stacking up, the smallest of problems can crush us. Mm-hmm. It's that last, as, as they say, the straw that broke the camel's back. Right. You know that's a tough one. Right. Yeah, that's a tough one, and and so um, I don't. Sometimes it'll build up that way. Sometimes, you know, we will let the pressures of life build up and build up and build up until they'll finally crush us, right. you know? Yeah. Um, so we have to we have to walk away again today because uh, our time's up. But remember, you can go on our website, www.justasiamministries.com, and all of the programs are there, and there's resources. Uh, and if you want books, Susan will get them out to you. And remember, folks, there's only two ways to live your life. One is like nothing is a miracle. The other is like everything is a miracle. And you have the freedom to choose.
0: Do I love my neighbor? Thank you for listening to freedom to choose there is truly hope for people whose lives seem to be overrun with problems unhealthy relationships or even imprisoned by some form of addiction rich and susan kallenberg are living testimonials that biblical principles do work they've authored resources available to move those you love toward freedom if you'd like to order the addiction recovery workbook seven steps to freedom or the book could it be this simple the way out of your prison? Please call Rich and Susan at 916-645-1297 or go to justasiamministries.com. As a nonprofit, they are supported by people like you. 916-645-1297 or justasiamministries.com. Thank you for listening. And remember, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you.